May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I always like the fall when I go to sleep and sleep the same amount of time and get an hour extra. I like that. I don't like the reverse. Um, and so... Um, but I'm just going to focus on the gift of an extra hour sleep and um, be uh, joyful that the early morning people at 8 o'clock were early for church today. And, um, but it wasn't all a great weekend, even though the weather was beautiful. On Friday night, there was a tragedy um, at a concert festival here in Houston and felt very close to me when I saw the teenagers that had died and um, that my son had gone to that festival, my 16-year-old, for a little while. It was very scary. And so on all this All Saints Day, we pray for those who have lost their loved ones um, very recently and in tragic circumstances. But All Saints Day is not just about tragedy or, or grief. It's about remembering that we are part of a long history of saints, little s. Oh, there are a lot of saints, capital S, but there are also a long history of saints that are known and unknown who have uh, kept the faith and have contributed in ways that have sustained the hope grounded in God that is our inheritance as people of faith. So today we are reminded that we are part of the communion of saints and we look back with gratitude and grace and humility on all those who have gone before, those who are close to us, that we still mourn, and those who are simply, or, or simply and powerfully models of ways to live out our faith, who we may not have known personally, but whose contributions have led to uh, a more faithful way of being. And we stand here also looking forward and asking ourselves, how can we be saints that are looked back upon in the centuries to come as people who did our part to praise God, to preach the good news, to make sure that the widows were not devoured, to give of ourselves out of a sense of loving kindness and not an arrogance like those who had much to give in the gospel today and gave so much but with hardened hearts. All saints is a day in which we look with gratefulness, with gratitude, 
at those who came before, and we look with anticipation of those who will come after us, and we see and stand and recognize that we have a job to do. We have work to do. We have a purpose. Contributing whatever we have which is of great value as long as we contribute with a sense of purpose, a sense of sacrifice, and a sense of loving kindness. Like, of course, the widow who is held up by Christ today as the model of giving. Polly Murray was the first African-American woman ordained in the Episcopal Church. And she is officially included in our Holy Men and Holy Women book. Now the Episcopal Church doesn't have uh, a process like the Roman Catholic Church for, for being a saint where you have to do, you either have to be a martyr or do so many miracles and all that. They, they held, they, we hold it up people as saints who have lived a complicated but faithful life of service in the name of Christ. Polly Murray it went to my seminary, on which I'm still on the board, the General Theological Seminary, so I always knew about her. But it's just recently that she has become a saint. And this afternoon, we will have a documentary uh, presentation um, from uh, that was just made um, for her from two to four in Fellowship Hall, and I invite you all to come uh, back for that. Um, but she used to say, so she was born in the 40s, and she died in in um, well, she died in. Uh, no, she was born before the 40s, and she died in um, 85, 1985. Um, and her feast day is July 1st, which is the day that, that she died. But she was one of the founders of the National Organization for Women, and Thurgood Marshall said that she had written the Bible of the Civil Rights Movement when she was the only woman in her class at law school in Howard University. She graduated first in her class, but was not admitted to Harvard because of her gender. She used to say that she fought not just against Jim Crow, but against Jane Crow. And sometimes she said the, later, the latter was even worse than the first. Holly Murray used to talk about community and what community meant. A community of faith is a community of equals, a community of equality, a community of mutuality, a community of reciprocity that went beyond race, gender, class, and drew people together to help each other 
and to stand up for each other and fight for each other in the name of the God who loves us and made us just as we are. It's funny, if you look her up on Wikipedia, it talks about all her accomplishments and, um, you know, having a, a building at Yale named after you is no small accomplishment. Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, credited her as co-author on some of her uh, arguments in front of the Supreme Court for civil rights. But she, she used to say that she had lived long enough to see some of her lost causes found. And she wasn't speaking in the South. The lost cause did not refer to the Civil War. She was referring to civil rights. But it's funny, people are more comfortable talking about her contributions to civil rights than about her faith. If you look her up, as I was saying before, if you look her up it, it, on her Wikipedia page, it lists all her accomplishments, and then it says, and in 1973, she retired from Brandeis University and went to activities associated with the Episcopal Church. I mean, she went to seminary and she became a priest. She went to make a contribution to her community of faith. She struggled with her sexuality all her life. And I just pray that she has found peace and a full knowing that she, even in the time that she was born, even with her struggles, that now being part of the community of saints, she knows that she is fully who she is meant to be. The communion of saints, when we talk about that, it's a, it's a funny thing. It's very, very personal, and it's very, very, as well, um, something that is part of some things that are so much larger than we are. As Christian disciples of Christ, we are called to, to lead our lives cultivating the practice of the presence of God in prayer, in service, in love, in worship. And I think when we're able to do that, we also cultivate a sense of the people who we love who are no longer with us a sense of their presence, and we keep them alive in our actions and love and our awareness that they are somehow still with us. I think of my paternal grandmother who didn't live to see my first child, and yet when I would sit and stare at him and smile, and he would smile back as a baby, I knew she was present, smiling, smiling at him and at me and rejoicing with us somehow. Many of you may have heard that saying that we are to um, be what we love best, be what we're most proud of, 
be what we love the most about the people who are gone. For me, my grandmother had a joy of life even though she experienced tragedies and hardship. She had a joy for life and knew how in a certain moment, like smiling at the child you've wanted all your life, we are to cherish them and not think about what may go wrong, but be grateful for what we've been given. And when we're grateful for what we've been given, we are able to know that our contributions, no matter how small in the eyes of the world, are exponential in the eyes of God. Jesus watched the woman give out of her poverty. And what I love about this gospel is that Jesus sees people that others wouldn't necessarily see. He sees people who others undervalue. Jesus is not saying it's okay that these people have a lot and she has a little. He's saying that you are valuable even if the world doesn't value you. The how you give and how you show up in the world can be an indicator of who you are and getting things right. This woman was not valued, and yet Jesus sees her. He sees her loving kindness, her generosity, her faithfulness, and holds it up. There's another couple of widows in the story from the book of Ruth. And many commentators say that that story is one of the most beautiful stories of the concept of the Hebrew term hesed, loving kindness, that there is in all the Bible, the solidarity between women, the love and the love they had, the responsibility they felt for each other, the care they took for each other. And the widow in the gospel felt that responsibility, felt that love, and knew that she had something valuable to give. Polly Murray wrote, True community is based upon equality, mutuality, and reciprocity, which I mentioned before. She said it affirms the richness of individual diversity as well as the common human ties that bind us together. So as we stand watchful with Christ this All Saints Sunday, as we stand looking at this beautiful young girl, Ella, who is to be baptized, we remember all the saints that came before us, baptized in the death and resurrection of Christ, and we look forward 
to doing our part to be the saints for which future generations are grateful. Amen.